In a world filled with options, no choice is as crucial as selecting the right primary care doctor. Arch Health and Grayville have joined Palomar Health to create Palomar Health Medical Group, a harmonious blend of medical expertise and family values. Our promise is to create an experience of warmth and compassion, transforming fear into trust. This open enrollment, the right decision is an easy one. Choose a primary care physician that puts your and your family's health first. Choose Palomar Health Medical Group. It's another episode of Left Coast Sports here with John Schaefer and Jonathan Rifkin. We are heading down the backstretch of the regular season of high school football here in San Diego County. We'll get you ready for our game time game of the week coming up on Thursday as well. But as always, we remind you that this episode is brought to you by Palomar Health. Champions aren't made overnight. They're created through practice, determination, and dedication. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. So there's a lot to get into. We just had a game this past weekend, La Jolla Country Day and Bishop's. This week on Thursday, we have Hilltop and East Lake. Before we get to any of that, Jonathan, let's take a look at the local max prep rankings and what they're going to mean when we get to the postseason. Yeah, the San Diego section has gone back to using max preps as its drawing board for postseason seeding. Obviously, each team is still in its own division, so that's not going to change. But uh, for postseason implications, max preps is now where the section will be referring this is going back to this year after scorebook live and some other metrics. Um, so Carlsbad, Lincoln, Helix, Granite, one through four. I think that's fair. All undefeated. Lincoln seven and zero. The only team with seven wins in San Diego because they started off with like a weak negative one game, essentially out in Hawaii. Um, Carlsbad hasn't been touched. I think rightfully they should be the top team in San Diego. Helix has had the toughest schedule of all of those three teams, but they're six and zero. Offense, a little bit of a question mark. Defense is just absolutely fantastic. They take on Grossmont this weekend, and that could be a test uh, for Helix. Granite Hills, back to their offensive prowess, representing El Cajon very well. And then you have Mission Hills at three and two, the only two lost team in the top five. And, you know, they've had a really tough schedule. One of their losses was Carlsbad. They played Carlsbad pretty well, despite the 34-14 final last week. Um, La Costa Canyon at six, five and one, only losses to San Clemente, a Southern section team, and a very good one. Cathedral Catholic, who's two and five, they just beat Torrey Pines this past week. Not sure how much we should be waiting that, but Cathedral Catholic has had a gauntlet out of state schedule, which has allowed them to build up the strength of schedule to have them sitting at seventh. Del Norte, first time in program history. They're in the top 10, number eight, five and one. They're lo- one loss to their number six team in the section, La Costa Canyon. Torrey Pines at nine, they started off the season a bit rough their coach ended up leaving the program there were some question marks and they've gotten that offense rolling in number 10 modern day catholic a team that when we saw them turned out to be zero and three with that loss to lincoln but has really regained its footing a little bit really good strength to schedule the number one strength to schedule according to max preps in san diego was modern day catholic so they get the benefit of the doubt as the number 10 team i think one through 10 is pretty fair tory pines to me is still the biggest question mark i think mission hills should get the benefit of the doubt even though they have those two losses because those two losses are against really, really good teams. One team in the Southern section, one team, the number one team here in San Diego, Carlsbad. So, and then you have teams that we've seen before. Ramona has creeped into the top 16. Oceanside is a top 20 team, despite losing to El Camino a couple of weeks ago. So the the San Diego section is pretty well represented. And I think Max Prep so far has gotten most of these rankings right. Uh, we'll talk about where East Lake sits at number 23, being one and five this season coming up when we preview our matchup. 
Yeah, interesting you mentioned modern day as well because a year ago they were in a similar spot where they started slow, rebounded all the way to a state championship. So, okay, let's go back to Saturday night. You were on the call Saturday, La Jolla Country Day, Bishops. This was a Bishops route. What did you see this past weekend? Yeah, Bishops is, is a very strong team. They're way bigger than La Jolla Country Day. Country Day thrives really on athleticism. Jaden Mangini, probably one of the more athletic quarterbacks you'll see, sort of a Lamar Jackson-style quarterback. Um, probably not without the arm, but the problem is he doesn't have downfield threats for him to show any sort of arm talent. So it, it is a bit bit of a struggle in his case, sort of maybe a Daniel Jones type is a better comp. Um, 13 for 25, still high efficiency, 14 yards per completion. He had an interception and the run game was absolutely brutal. The run game is key for La Jolla Country Day to open up the passing game. They averaged 1.7 yards per carry in this game, 29 for 49. They're typically sure-handed running back. Davin Doak fumbled at the one-yard line, ended up costing uh, a pretty big possession for the Tories and Bishops. I mean, they are just so strong. Cash Herrera, their quarterback, just a sophomore, great accuracy, also could do a bit of running. Um, they have pieces surrounding him that really allow him to thrive. And then they also use this guy, Trayton Boykin, who's a uh, who has set all the records at Bishops High School for lifting. And he's an offensive lineman who they'll put as a running back when they're in the red zone. He ended up punching in two touchdowns, one of which he spun around, sort of showing off the uh, the dancing moves a bit. So mm. uh, Bishop's a, lip, a bit more talented, a bit deeper, and also uh, way bigger than La Jolla Country Day. So that really showed on Saturday night. All right, so you had a very busy weekend because Del Norte was in action as well this past weekend. What a thriller with RB Rancho Bernardo, a four-overtime win. What was that like to be on the call, and what did you see as those two teams <laughs> went back and forth? Yeah, it had me worried about what was going to happen to my voice for Saturday night's game between Bishops and La Jolla Country Day. This was, this was a special game. I mean, there were 7,000 people through the doors at Del Norte High School. Wow. Back-to-back -back times, back-to-back -back home games, John, they've had over 7,000 people. So 14,000 people at Del Norte in two games, that's the Snapdragon average for a San Diego State game this year. What they're doing at, <laughs> well, I, oh, at I don't Del know about Norte... That. What they're doing at Del Norte is incredibly impressive. Um, and the environment is is really second to none. And I feel comfortable saying that because we get to go and travel to all these fantastic high schools and get a bit uh, a taste of their culture. Oceanside is a great environment. Ramon is really good. I'm excited to see what we have in store tomorrow night at Eastlake. They show out pretty well. But Del Norte makes it very tough as an opponent to come in. Rancho Bernardo came in riding the heels of a loss to Torrey Pines, but they felt like they could have won that game. I talked to Eric Widow before earlier, earlier on the week, and they said, we're going to try and trick him offensively. They run a lot of, um, a lot of misdirection offensively. They used three quarterbacks um, and it was a whole ton of offense. I mean, it, they really shut down the passing game for Del Norte in the first half, but Chris Guzman and the running attack, Anthony Matara freshman out of the backfield really stepped up in the first 40 or so minutes. And then overtime, it was all Jack Schneider found four different receivers in overtime, two of which were touchdowns Rancho Bernardo again, struggling because they had this quarterback rotation. There wasn't a ton of consistency. Del Norte shut down the run in those overtimes. And eventually it was the Nighthawks who, who were able to pull out that victory in quadruple overtime, eventually and uh, route to their first top 10 ranking in San Diego. Yeah, we were just talking about Max Preps having now Del Norte inside that top 10 following a four-overtime thrilling win. Speaking of a thrilling win, La Jolla over Mira Mesa, shootout 48-42, where the quarterbacks really did show out. Uh, what happened this past weekend? Yeah, if I just showed you the Southern Utah commits line, his name is Tyson Line, no pun mm. intended, you would have thought that Mira Mesa won this game. He had 374 passing yards on 51% completion, four touchdowns. 
He averaged 18 yards of completion, and yet he was still on the wrong side of this ball game. That's because La Jolla has a guy named Jackson Deal who might be the Oh, it's it's tough to say. I think for the upperclassmen, right, where as a senior, he's probably the best senior dual threat quarterback in San Diego. Obviously, Achilles Smith, different level. He's a junior, so we can get into that conversation if you'd like. But uh, he was 10 for 15 for 200 yards, so that's 20 yards per uh, completion for Jackson Deal. On top of that, he rushed for 133 yards and a touchdown. So you have a quarterback who's accounting for 333 yards combined, then they had Aiden McGill, who's a prolific running back and just a junior who rushed for 114 yards in his own right. So La Jolla was able to get out of there because they had their playmakers making plays. Defense on both sides was atrocious. I think it's fair to say. Um, but the running game for La Jolla was far more fruitful than that from your Mesa. They really couldn't get Victor Gore going. Uh, Ryder Lie, their typical consistent running back only 4.7 yards per carry. So it really wasn't much of a threat on the ground for Mira Mesa a team that likes to have that continuity between their passing game and the rushing attack. Um, and La Jolla just ended up, ended up with the cards falling in their favor here in this one. And Hank Henson, by the way, three receptions, 91 yards, 71 yard touchdown. That's pretty good to have that kind of talent surrounding a very consistent quarterback in Jackson deal. All right, so again, La Jolla over Mira Mesa. Let's look ahead to this week. We'll, we'll finish with Hilltop East Lake, which we have for you coming up game time on your view Thursday at 7 p.m. Let's start with Cathedral Catholic and Lincoln. This game's going to be played at Mira Mesa. Lincoln, a perfect 7-0 and already. What's in store for us this weekend? Yeah, this is always the juiciest game, John. I mean, these two teams have a very deep history. Um, they aren't huge fans of each other. And it's two of some of the best quarterbacks that you'll see in San Diego. We know Achilles Smith Jr. We know the prowess and the, the pieces around him. We know the front seven is really, really big. Jack Stevens at Cathedral Catholic is special. He's averaging 16 uh, yards per completion, 77 completions for 1,255 yards and uh, 11 touchdowns this season for Steven. So he's really good. Their offensive line is probably the best in the county cathedral Catholic. The defense has been the biggest question mark. And when they go and they play the best teams outside of San Diego and Nevada and Arizona and Utah, it's a good litmus test for this team. It also shows that San Diego itself, the, the region has a little bit of ground to do, to make up, to catch up to the top of the top of some of the other areas like the Southern section or um, Bishop Gorman and Liberty out in Vegas or Canyon Creek out in Utah or some of the schools in Gilbert, Arizona and Phoenix area. But the, the section itself has been making huge strides and Cathedral Catholic um, has always been probably outside of Oceanside, the top team in San Diego this year. There's a lot more continuity, but it's a team that has won now both of their last two games. They started off the season 0-3. They're 2-3 and now. My guess is that this is going to be a lot closer than, uh, than what people are expecting because Cathedral Catholic can match up physically with Lincoln. Lincoln, again, a really, really tough team to play. Probably have more athletes surrounding Achilles Smith Jr. offensively, but Cathedral Catholic is really big, well-coached, um, and they mix it up on offense. If they can find a way to hunker down defensively and, and start to evolve from what we've seen in the opening couple of games, uh, this is going to be a gauntlet of a matchup at Mira Mesa High School. It'll just be interesting to see if Lincoln gets tested in a game off to the 7-0 start. We'll see if they are given a game into the second half by Cathedral Catholic. There's also El Camino and La Costa Canyon coming up this weekend. What are your expectations for that one? Yeah, El Camino coming off a surprise loss, in my opinion, to Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines' defense last week really hunkered down. El Camino coming off that blowout prior to Oceanside. That was a battle for the Oceanside area, El Camino and Oceanside High School. They lost 
or they won that one 49 to eight. El Camino had not given up double digit points since their season opener against Mission Viejo on the road against a top five team, maybe a top 10 team, depending on who you're talking to and what you're looking at in the Southern section. So one of the best teams in the country for all intents and purposes, Mission Viejo hosting El Camino. El Camino gave up 38 in that game. Since then, they hadn't given up more than eight points before Torrey Pines was able to figure it out a little bit last week. Um, and it was really the defense for the for the Torrey Pines Falcons that gave El Camino fit. So I'm looking for a bounce back game here. And Coach Sovacool has this LaCosta Canyon team rolling. LaCosta Canyon is one of those teams that consistently gets into the open division or consistently gets into division one postseason. And then they, they struggle. They're really good in the regular season. They're consistently a top 10 school, but no championships in the, what is it? 18 season, 17 season that coach Sovacool has been there with a ton of opportunity to do it. So they have a chip on their shoulder. They have a young team offensively, but they figured it out a little bit. Again, they're only lost. Both the teams only lost come from outside of San Diego. Um, and that speaks volumes because one of these teams is going to have to lose this, lose this ball game, and that motif is going to change. Is it going to be El Camino? Is it going to be La Costa? I don't know, but it's going to be a close and really fun game. All right, so a reminder, you can watch each and every game time high school football game of the week on your view channel four. That includes Thursday night at 7 p.m. We'll be back in Chula, Hilltop, and East Lake. That's coming up again this Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, what do you hope to see on your view? Yeah, I'm hoping to see a close game. Um, I, and I think we will East Lake is a top 25 team, according to max, perhaps number 23, but the records one in five. And the question begs, why are they one in five? Well, they played Temesco Canyon, a really good Southern section team, Chula Vista, which has had its best. I think I brought them up almost every, every left coast pod that we've done so far, mm. John uh, Chula Vista, which in Howard Bannister's very long and very successful career is the best team that they've ever fielded. Benita Vista is a bad loss. Um, San Ysidro, easy win. Castle Park, easy win. And then Eastlake, or excuse me, this is Hilltop. I'm talking about Hilltop, not Eastlake. Hilltop okay. is three and three. Those are their wins. We'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Eastlake has played a, a much more difficult schedule, which is why they only have one win. Now, ironically enough, their one win has come against a team from Indiana. They traveled to Chicago back on September 22nd. So they're coming off of that bye week. They play Hammond Central High School and they win 27 to 21. Great win. Prior to that loss is to Villa Park top third team in, in the Southern section. Granite Hills, the number three team in San Diego. Del Norte, the number eight team in San Diego. Capistrano Valley, a top 25 team. So this is a team in, in Eastlake that has played a top 30 team in their respective sections, whether it be the San Diego section, two top 10 teams in that, or the Southern section, two top 30 teams in that. So they're really a tested team. And for what they're going through offensively, it's fascinating that they've been able to hang on in some of these games because they still haven't figured out their quarterback situation, Don. They switch off between Sawyer Bray and Tyler Balco. Balco got his most consistent playing time last week in the win. I'm going to assume that this is where, where they're going to go with Tyler Balco. Again, didn't really take more than 11 snaps prior to last week. He goes 10 for 15, three touchdown passes, 252 passing yards, really, really good poised arm inside the pocket. The Eastlake defense is a huge question mark. Hilltop, again, hasn't been tested. Their three wins are against some of the, the teams that are trying to rebuild in San Diego. Um, and I'm not so sure what we're going to see from them, this being their first test in the city of San Diego. Uh, really their biggest test after losing to Chula Vista and Bonita Vista. So I think it, it has a chance of being a good game, a close game. 
but I also think that Eastlake riding off of their win last week and maybe figuring out their quarterback situation um, with Balco's performance last week uh, might make things a bit difficult for the Lancers in this one. So again, Hilltop and Eastlake, this will be Thursday at 7 on your view, our fifth game of our high school football schedule that also includes El Cap and Mount Miguel next week. That'll be Thursday, October 12th. We have games for you coming up. The following weekend, a pair of games, Mission Hills and El Camino, Madison, St. Augustine, and then we'll wrap up our season on Thursday, October 26th. Jonathan, great stuff. Uh, great insight. Looking forward to uh, tomorrow night to be with you again on the call. We'll be at Eastlake. Join us on your view beginning tomorrow at 7 p.m. Jonathan, appreciate it as always, my friend. A lot of fun, John. Let's do it again sometime. We absolutely will. And again, a reminder, this episode brought to you by Palomar Health. Champions aren't made overnight. They're created through practice, determination, and dedication. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. Join us Thursday night at 7 p.m. We'll have high school football for you once again on your view. For Jonathan Rifkin, my name is John Schaefer, and you've been watching Left Coast Sports presented by Palomar Health.